my brothers and sisters in Christ. This is the day that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and we're glad about it. Welcome to Cade Chapel. I know it's a new look. Things don't look like we're in the sanctuary because we're not in the sanctuary this morning. This morning, we're kicking off a new series, a sermon series entitled Scattered. And because of to sort of go along with that series, we thought we would go out into the city uh, and scatter ourselves just a little bit. Uh, and so throughout the next few weeks, you're gonna see us in different locations uh, coming to you with our worship and our praise. But I promise you, we're gonna lift up the Lord. We're gonna magnify his name and we want you to worship him in spirit and in truth, wherever you are. You're scattered across the city. You're scattered across the state. You're scattered across the nation but God is an ever present help. God is with you and so are we right now. And so let's go into the worship service right now. Thank you. 
morning, family. A scripture from today comes from John 16. And I'll start reading at the 32nd verse. The a time has come, in fact has come when you will be scattered, each to your own home. You will leave me all alone. Yet I am not alone, for my Father is with me. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. The word of God for the people of God. Amen. May we pray. Lord, we thank you for this day. For all that you've given us, all that you provided for our protection and leadership. We thank you for our help and strength, for the guidance that you provided for us. Now we ask that you give us that which we need to supply our people with that which they need. The joy, the courage, the faith, the hope. Help us to have that which we need to become what you would have us to be so that we can give glory to your name. For it's in your name we pray and ask it. Amen. How incredibly faithful God is to us. Through everything that we go through, our needs are met by a good and gracious God. And now we have the opportunity to show forth our gratefulness to the God who supplies all of our need according to his riches. Now, there are several ways that you can give now. You may use our K-Chapel app or you may text your gift to the number that's at the bottom of the screen. Also, you may uh, mail your tithe to the church or you can drop it off by the office even at the conclusion of this service. However you choose to give, let's be sure to do it cheerfully, do it regularly, and do it liberally because God is our good shepherd, always taking care of his sheep. Uh, the Bible says that we should bring our tithes and offerings into your storehouse and that you will respond by opening the windows of heaven, sending down blessings upon blessings. So we thank you right now for the gifts that we've received. Lord, accept these gifts we place before you now. Bless now the methods in which we gave. Heavenly Father, let us be reminded of the struggle of times that all gifts come from you. So we thank you for not letting us go without. And we thank you for supplying all our needs according to your riches and your glory. May the love of God surround us. May the joy of God uphold us. And may the Spirit of God empower us. These and more prayers in your Holy Son, Jesus' name. Praise God and amen. Guess what, K Chapel? This morning, we have the opportunity for the first time to do a virtual fellowship of our new members. I told you, we're growing and thriving through this, and God has blessed us with nine new members since we last met. We're ready now to give them a virtual right hand of fellowship, the first time we've ever done this. And so we ask that you fellowship them in right now. These are our new members. Welcome to Cage Chapel. I'm Deacon Mackenzie Crump. My prayer is that you will be inspired 
and be an inspiration to the Case Chapel family. My name is Deacon Charles Irving, and I would personally like to welcome you to Case Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. This is Deacon Allen, and I want to welcome each one of you to Cade Chapel. Welcome to Cade Chapel, where we love to worship, grow, connect, and serve. God bless you. Congratulations, and welcome to the Cade Chapel family. This is Deacon Ken Brown. Welcome to Cade Chapel. Hello, welcome to Cade Chapel. My name is Deacon Lush, and I hope you enjoy your fellowship with us. Welcome to Cade Chapel. Hello, this is Deacon Driscoll Duvall. Just definitely want to welcome you to Cade Chapel Missionary Baptist Church, where we grow, connect, and serve. Welcome aboard. Hi, I'm Deacon Ben Davis. Welcome to Cade Chapel. Welcome to Cade Chapel. Hi, welcome to Cade Chapel. I'm Deacon Bill Bridgman. Hi, what a beautiful and amazing Lord's Day. I'm Deacon Morris Dixon Jr. And welcome to the Cade Chapel family. Hugs. Hi, I'm Deacon Donnie Mark here. Welcome to Cage Chapel. Hello, I'm Deacon Marcus Gentry. Welcome to Cage Chapel, where you can connect, worship, grow, and serve. Welcome to Cage Chapel, the church where we enter to worship and we depart to serve. Stay with the church. Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm Reverend Dunn, and I want to extend the right hand of fellowship and a warm welcome to our new members of Cade Chapel Missionary Baptist Church, a place where we come to worship, grow, connect, and serve. I pray that your worship experience has been a pleasant one and blessed one thus far. So welcome, welcome, welcome. And remember that God loves you, and we do also. And there is absolutely nothing you can do about it. In Jesus' name, amen.
Life has us scattered right now. Scattered calendars, scattered plans, scattered families, scattered communities of faith. Things that were set, plans that were made, dates that were locked in are scattered. Activities that we enjoy, places that we frequent, people who we visit, our ability to do those things now are at best scattered. It was around mid-March when things started to change. I remember it was Wednesday, maybe a Thursday evening when I met with our church leadership to talk about protocols and measures that we would put into place for upcoming Sunday morning worship. It was Women's Day weekend and later that week we would be flying in a guest speaker from Detroit, Michigan for that Sunday service. But even after she arrived by Saturday evening, we like many other communities of faith decided to close the doors to the church building because life was changing. Schools that were on spring break never reopened their campuses and students never returned to their classrooms as virtual learning became the medium for finishing the school year. Restaurants and retail stores sent their employees home. Barbershops and beauty salons could no longer service their customers. I remember the conference calls of establishing new guidelines for everything from conducting graveside funerals to planning weekly online worship with the skeleton staff because life was changing. And all the while we've been practicing social distancing, keeping that six foot perimeter in mind when we're in public spaces because life has just changed. And as a society, as a community, as a church family, life has us scattered right now, scattered. Scattered from enjoying the close interactions with family and friends. Scattered from physically meeting each other weekly for worship. Scattered from the experience of attending sports events in stadiums and coliseums. Scattered from concerts in our favorite coffee shops. Scattered even from our places of employment. And even as businesses begin to reopen, the measurements put into place in order to limit capacity and practice social distancing will still, in some degree, keep us scattered. If we're honest, when this first started, I, I think a lot of us were probably thinking, okay, great, I get a couple of more weeks off, or I get an extended spring break, fine by me. But being scattered from who you love and from what you enjoy doing for a prolonged period of time, it just gets to be frustrating. Not only are we scattered socially and relationally, but this scattering of life is impacting us emotionally as we struggle with a mixture of feelings. Everything from apathy and anxiety to fear and fatigue, while yet trying as believers to remain hopeful and faith-filled as we begin to walk through what is becoming a new normal. One day we're up, the next day we're down because our emotions are just scattered. Socially we're scattered. Emotionally, we scatter and logistically we're scattered. I, I don't know about you, but my calendar has changed dramatically. Schedules and planned meetings have been postponed, canceled or just sitting in limbo. Budget projections have had to be adjusted. Annual conventions and revivals have been delayed and, and things that we were looking forward to doing as a church family and, and seeing and experiencing here at K Chapel, they've just been scattered. 
And I don't want to act like that's not disappointing because it is. It's disappointing when you put a lot of work and a lot of effort into things and, and you're seeing them come, come, things come to fruition and you're seeing the, all of the pieces come together and just like that, scatter. But the good news is that faith in God does not mean that you have to act like you aren't disappointed. Being faithful and having faith and walking by faith doesn't require you to deny your feelings. What faith does is it allows you to properly frame your feelings so that you don't succumb to them. Faith doesn't keep me from feeling sad. What it does is it keeps me from giving into living sad. Faith doesn't prevent me from feeling depressed, but it keeps me from becoming desperate. It doesn't keep me from feeling lonely, but it does keep me from ever being alone. That's what Jesus tells his disciples in John 16 and 32 through 33. Behold, the hour is coming. Indeed, it has come when you will be scattered each to his own home and, and will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone for the father is with me. Jesus is looking into the future, a future that would require him to be crucified. And he sees that crisis that his disciples will be left to face. And, and so he attempts to prepare them for their own scattering. He says to them, this thing that's about to happen is going to be so absolutely landscape shifting that it will cause you who have been walking with me and you who have been sharing meals with me, you who have been going to each other's houses and fellowshipping with one another, when my enemies come for me and I'm taken and the crowd starts to cry for my crucifixion, it's going to get bad and you will be scattered into your own homes. It's going to get tough. You're going to be pushed into shelter in place. It's going to require you to stay home and you're not going to be visiting each other. You won't be going out to see your friends. You won't be going to public market. You won't even show your face in public. You're going to be scattered. And when you scatter, it'll feel like you're leaving me alone. But Jesus says, yet I'm not alone, for the Father is with me. And right there, Jesus shows us that our feelings should never overcome our faith because faith tells us that God will never leave us nor forsake us, even when we feel lonely. Faith tells us that God is a very present help in the time of trouble, even when we feel like we'll never make it out alive. Faith tells us that when we have to go through life's floods, the water will not overtake us, even, even when we feel like we're in too deep. So don't let your scattered emotions and feelings of this season disrupt your faith. For Jesus says in the very next verse, in this world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. For I've overcome the world. In other words, there are going to be tornadoes. There are going to be earthquakes. There are going to be fires. There are going to be disasters and even viruses. And while it may scatter you, don't give in to living scared. Be of good cheer. Don't let it trouble you. Be of good cheer. Don't let it cause you to lose your hope or let go of your faith. Be of good cheer. For I, Jesus says, I've overcome the world. So for the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about being scattered, where life has us right now and how to find in the scattering purpose, possibilities, and the presence and peace of God. Because what the Bible shows us is that God works in the scattered messes of our lives 
so that he might advance his kingdom and move us into places of faith and into spaces of commitment we otherwise would not go. That's what we see throughout the Bible. When God's people have been scattered, God uses the scattering to advance his kingdom and to deepen our commitment. I want to lift up a few thoughts today from the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 34, verses 11 through 15. In this text, the prophet Ezekiel announces God's complaint against Israel's leaders for their failure to care for the nation. The prophet Ezekiel uses the metaphor of shepherding to illustrate how Israel's leaders oppress the people rather than provide for them. These leaders or shepherds looked only to their own interests by clothing and feeding themselves at the expense of the needs of the flock. Instead of strengthening and healing the sheep in their time of need or pursuing them when they were lost, the shepherds only dominated them and ultimately left them vulnerable to surrounding hostile nations or wild beasts and wolves, as it says in the scriptures, which then scattered them throughout the Babylonian Empire. As such, Israel ends up dispersed throughout a new country, all because of the negligence of their leaders. The people ended up scattered because of the irresponsibility of the leader. Because the leaders didn't do their job, the people end up as exiles, scattered. So Ezekiel is first of all bringing an indictment against inept leadership, saying to leaders, governmental leaders, corporate leaders, faith leaders, in whatever leadership role you serve, you have the responsibility to make sure that you lead well those who are following you. Too many leaders are looking at sheep for what they can do for them rather than what they can do for their sheep. And Ezekiel calls out such leaders and such leadership. The message here is that people suffer when leaders don't lead. People end up with scattered lives and scattered messes when leaders neglect to fulfill their responsibility. But after the complaint against the shepherds, there is then the commitment to the sheep. God promises several things. First, he promises to search for his sheep and to seek them out. As a shepherd seeketh out his flock in the day that he is among his sheep that are scattered, so will I seek out my sheep. God says that when life has scattered us, we can depend on him to come looking for us. When life has us scattered, that God does not leave us to figure it out on our own or to find our own way back, but he comes to us and brings us back to a safe place, back to a peaceful experience, back to fellowship with the flock itself. Here's the good news, that scattered people eventually regather. But after the complaint against the shepherds, there is a commitment to the sheep. God promises several things. First, to search for his sheep and to seek them out. As a shepherd seeketh out his flock in the day that he is among his sheep that are scattered, so will I seek out my sheep. God says this, that when life has scattered us, we can depend on him to come looking for us. When life has us scattered, that God does not leave us to figure it out on our own or to find our own way back, but he comes to us to settle us, to secure us. 
He comes to hold us and to call after us. God does not abandon us when life scatters us. But he comes to find us and to sit with us where we are. Good news today is that when, whenever life has you scattered, wherever life has you scattered, God has not left you alone. Wherever life has dropped you off, you're not anywhere that God cannot find you. He brings us back to safe places, back to peaceful experiences, back to the fellowship of the flock itself. But then secondly, God promises to deliver us out of all of the places where we've been scattered in the day of the cloudy and dark. He says, and I will bring them out from among the people and, and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own land. Here God says that his commitment to, to us is for his scattered people to not remain there, but he will seek, he will find, but he will also search and recover. God says, I will deliver you. In other words, God says, I'm bringing you out of the places where you've been dispersed, out of the spaces where you've been confined. And that's great news because some of us have been scattered in our own imaginations about how this thing might end. You've, you've been living in fear of different scenarios playing out. And God says to you today, I'm here to rescue you and deliver you from all of the negative and pessimistic and fearful thinking that has held you hostage. He's on a search and recovery mission, recovering us and restoring what's been stolen from us, the peace that you had. He recovers the contentment you had, recovered the solitude you had, recovered the purposeful living you had, the hopefulness you had, the forward thinking you had, the initiative you had, all of that recovered. But then thirdly, God says, I've come to also to feed my sheep. The text says to feed them upon the mountains of Israel by the rivers and in all of the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them, God says, when I recover you. This is great news because while we've been scattered, some of us have let the scattering get the best of us. If you're honest, you've not been eating regularly. I'm, I mean the, the spiritual food that we should be eating. Our spiritual appetite has not been what it should, and we've not been feeding on the word of God. The appetite has been gone because the circumstance took some of the fire out of you and you neglected feeding on the word. And God says, I'm going to recover you and restore you by giving you my living word. Listen. When you're scattered, you can't stop reading God's word. When you're scattered, you can't put down the word of God. That's the time to lean into the word of God. Because the word of God is what feeds the believer's heart. It's what nurtures the believer's soul. But then lastly, the good news of this text is that God places his scattered sheep in great pastures. The text says this. I will place them in a good pasture and upon the high mountain of Israel. There shall be my fold. There shall they lie in a good fold and in a fat pasture shall they feed upon the mountains of Israel. Verse 15, I will feed my flock and I will cause them to lie down. <laughs> Finally, God says, I will place you in a good pasture. And not just any pasture, but it's the pasture of the fold. In other words, God says, when life has scattered you, I will seek you, 
I will recover you. I will feed you. But finally, I will bring the fold back together. Back to a peaceful experience. Back to the fellowship of the flock itself. Here's the great news, K Chapel, that scattered people eventually regather. God makes sure of that, that when his people have been scattered for whatever reason, by neglect of leaders or by life itself, that he brings us back together again. And that gives me great hope. That gives me great peace. Even in this, that the day will come when the body of Christ and the local church will get back together again. Now, it may not be next week. It may not be next month. But God will bring us back together again. So don't get too anxious. Don't be too worried. Don't lose hope. Because God is going to bring us together again. And until he does, I pray that you rest safely in his arms.
So now is an opportunity for you to become a part of the fold. This is a commitment where you can say, yes, I want to give my life to Christ. I want to be a part of the family of faith. If you're ready to do that, why don't you let me lead you in a moment of prayer, a prayer of commitment, a prayer of surrender, a prayer where you say, Lord, come into my life. Let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you now asking you to become my Lord, become my Savior. I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I believe he died on a cross for my sins. And I believe he rose again from the dead. And right now, I open my heart so that he might reign forever and ever in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, welcome to the family of faith. If you prayed that prayer, there's one other thing I want you to do. I want you to call the number on your screen. Because in doing so, you can unite now with us and we will become your brothers and your sisters in Christ. We're waiting to hear from you. There's someone who will pick up that phone and will pray with you and, and speak with you and give you next steps so that you might live out your faith and become a part of our fellowship. I hope you call. We'll be waiting. Listen, thank you for joining us this morning. I pray that you've had a wonderful time in worship and in praise of our Lord and our God. I pray that the word of God will dwell richly in your hearts throughout this week. And I pray also that you will be led by the spirit of God, believing God has not left us and soon we shall regather again. Listen, before we go, simply wanna let you know that next week, next week, we're gonna be saluting our graduates, our 2020 graduates. It's Baccalaureate Sunday and we wanna salute them for a job well done. We particularly wanna lift them up because they've demonstrated such resilience and such courage as they've had to adjust to this pandemic experience at the end of their senior year. So let's be in prayer for them. Let's, let's lift them up and let's also celebrate them wonderfully on next Sunday. Next Sunday also is Communion Sunday. We want you to come by and pick up your communion cups on Friday and Saturday of this week between the hours of 10 and 1 p.m. 10 and 1 p.m. Friday and Saturday. Come and get your communion cup so that you can celebrate the Lord's Supper with us on next Sunday. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Listen, let us pray. Let us pray. Eternal God, we thank you that you are the great and awesome God. Thank you for never leaving us nor forsaking us. And thank you for always bringing us back together. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Go in peace.